Hemby here with Henry Wilson. This is the Better Baseball MLB DFS Playbook Podcast and live stream. That's right. No James Ronde. He's away for the week. We got our guy Henry here with us today. You've seen him all over the Discord uh, channels. You've seen him doing the MLB DFS Playbook here uh, over at Fantasy Alarm. I think he's made an appearance or two uh, on the podcast as well this season. But uh, Henry, man, you and I, this is the first time you and I have been able to do this together. Uh, happy to be here with you, man. Yeah, I'm excited. Glad to be here as well and excited to get to yeah do this with you for the first time. It should be fun. Yeah, we got we got five games here on a Thursday. Uh, are you on the playbook for this slate? Who's on the playbook? Uh, no, I'm doing some value plays tomorrow. Value plays. Okay, it's so maybe Vreeland uh, for the uh, for the day. Let's see. Yeah, Vreeland. So Dustin Vreeland will be on your playbook. Uh, of course, you know Vreeland. They are always in the Discord as well. This is an afternoon slate. Kicking off at 1.05 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, there's just three games later on in the day. So the main slate here, a little short gamer uh, here on Thursday. Uh, you look at the DraftKings logos here. you got a couple of games with the rain symbol. Uh, but don't worry, Henry and I checked it all out. Shouldn't really be any impact uh, on these games. So this five-gamer should stay a five-gamer, but we're not weathermen by trade. If forecasts change, be on the lookout. That will certainly be updated in the Discord uh, and you guys will certainly know it way ahead of time of roster lock uh, who should be in or out uh, of your lineups. Uh, Henry, man, like how are things been going with you? How, what's your feel of the slate spin? You know, what's your what's your recent takes, man? Uh, you know, yeah, things have been going pretty well lately. I felt like I was on a cold streak recently. I feel like we've jumped out of that. I feel Good. like there's been like a change recently. We've got some exciting like young players that have you yeah. know recently been called up, which has kind of changed up the landscape of a lot of positions, which has been fun. So yeah, it's been exciting getting into the dog days of summer. So yes, waiting, waiting on those prospects to get called up. You know, we're I saw the the uh, you know the Reds uh, sent down Fairchild last night. I was like, ooh, maybe you know, and Canarsio Strands getting called up, and you're like, nope, they called up two relief pitchers. Sorry, you know, hold, hold, holding out hope here uh, for the eventual call up of another top prospect there uh, from the Red system. But we've seen Ellie De La Cruz come up. Gavin Williams is on the mound here tonight. So uh, Jordan Walker got recalled. has been an absolute menace. So uh, a lot of this top-end talent, a lot of these top prospects, uh, where it seemed like, you know, five years ago, maybe one or two of these guys would come up and hit, but a lot of them would sort of be middlers. It almost feels like every top prospect that's getting called up for the majority of the time here is coming up and just producing, being like instant impact players. So, um, you know, exciting to see. Helps the game out. Makes it fun to watch. And, uh you know, like you said, we got five games here on today's slate. So why don't we kind of jump in uh, to some of the Vegas totals here uh, for this five game? Or again, going over, we got Atlanta, Philly, Arizona, Washington, Oakland, Cleveland, Boston, Minnesota, and San Diego, San Francisco here. Uh, Arizona, Washington, that game is an eight and a half total with Washington sitting at a, a 125 home underdog, Arizona minus 145 on the money line there. Atlanta, Philadelphia, an eight and a half game total. Uh, Atlanta is a minus 120 favorite. That's uh, Bryce Elder versus Taiwan Walker. Uh, Red Sox, Minnesota. Red Sox currently, guess, don't have a starter announced. Uh, they have DraftKings has Brandon Walter uh, expected to be promoted and appear for Thursday's game. Uh, we'll see if he starts, if this is going to be a, uh, you know, a, a bullpen game here. Um, but Joe Ryan on the other side of this, you know, no official line yet because uh, the undetermined starter for Boston. I have to imagine with Joe Ryan on the mound, that's a lean for Minnesota. Uh, there, Oakland, Cleveland. O uh, Cleveland is a minus 175 favorite with Logan Allen 
uh, on the mound opposing J.P. Sears. That is an eight-game total there. Uh, and then the final game on this slate, San Diego-San Francisco. Blake Snell on the mound here against the Giants, a minus-120 favorite with an eight-and-a-half game total. So uh, no game totals over eight-and-a-half. Uh, the largest favorite on the board here, Cleveland, minus-175 against Oakland. What are your thoughts there on uh, those matchups? Yeah, a lot of what should be kind of close games. Obviously, no huge favorites. Biggest one being Cleveland. You know, obviously, anyone facing Oakland is going to be a decent favorite. But, hey, they've been winning some games lately. So. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Logan Allen, another one of the, uh, you know, pitching prospects in that Cleveland organization coming up and uh, pitching pretty well there. So, uh, should be a, should be a popular play, I would imagine, here. Uh, again, with a short slate here, we're going to work our way through these positions for everybody. Uh, give a breakdown. So let's kick it off at the starting pitcher position. Uh, Henry, when we're looking at these top guys here, we have uh, three guys up over 9K, and then it's a big drop-off after that. We have Joe Ryan, Blake Snell, and Bryce Elder. If you had to prioritize those three starters to build lineups around, how are you ranking them? Yeah, you know, I think my number one is Blake Snell because he has been fantastic lately. He has 12 strikeouts in his last two games. And now facing San Francisco, they strike out a ton, especially against lefties. And the last game with 12 strikeouts was against the Rays. So right. like, if you can strike out 12 Rays, how many strikeouts can you get against San Francisco? Right. It could be awesome. So he, he's my number one for sure. I think after that, I would pay up for Joe Ryan. He's he's an ace. He's been amazing all year. You know, He had a little bit of a hiccup last outing yeah, a weird but, a weird game right where you had seven yeah. strikeouts he went seven innings he'd even throw 100 pitches but somehow six aren't run so uh th throw that one away call it's yeah. an anomaly start unlikely really to repeat itself yeah exactly but uh you know those would be my top two probably not paying up for elder i think you know for the top three i think elder is easily the third third there mm -hmm. but it definitely goes snell ryan then elder for me that top Okay, yeah, the, the, listen, Blake's now obviously earlier this year got off to kind of a weird start. Strikeouts were down. He was very wild. He he wasn't even pitching, you know, into the sixth inning in some of these games, but he's really turned it over uh, over the last handful of starts for him. Uh, and San Francisco all season long has been a team that has struggled against left-handed pitching. They have the fifth highest strikeout rate against left-handed pitching on the year at 25.7%. Uh, they've started to increase a little bit. Some of those guys they got back in their lineup – started to turn the tide a little bit, but they don't have Hanager. They don't have Wilmer Flores right now. So uh, definitely missing some bats that can, uh, that can hit left-handed pitching here. Uh, so I'm with you. The way Blake, Blake Snell has been pitching lately, uh, very difficult to not want to sort of continue to ride out uh, that hot streak, especially on a smaller slate. A guy that can get you 10 strikeouts can be a difference maker, um, yeah. of course. And so it'll be interesting to see where the roster ship goes here. Um, I think Joe Ryan's probably a good pivot. We'll see what Boston does tonight, but that offense has been on fire lately. And if they get it to Sonny yeah. Gray tonight, uh, after the way they hammered them on uh, Monday, people may be a little worried to go up with Joe Ryan here against Boston, which could make him a nice pivot uh, in these smaller slates. Totally, because Joe Ryan is an ace. He can shut down anybody, even even a hot offense like Boston. You know, he can go and put out a great game anytime. Right. Well. Yeah, 100% there. Boston up one nothing on this one already uh, as well. So they're getting the Sonny Gray early. Uh, after, as I mentioned, it's all the way up at the top. And then we hit this mid-tier range. Logan Allen's at 79. Ty Walker at 73. J.P. Sears at $6,800. Alex Wood. Uh, it's very clear there's one tier, there's another tier. Uh, if you're looking at the guys below those top three, how would you uh, rank them? Who are you targeting? 
Yeah, I've got two, I think, that are really my favorites above everybody else. The first one is the uh, aforementioned Logan Allen. I think, again, anybody facing Oakland, you know, sign me up. But he's uh, obviously slowed down a little bit compared to his really fast start when he first got called up. He's still been pitching really well. And facing Oakland, I mean, who knows what can happen with time. I could probably go strike out some Oakland athletics. So definitely like him. Uh, and then my number two is actually the other side of this game as well with J.P. Sears facing Cleveland. He's been pitching really well. Um, and Cleveland's not a scary offense. Uh, you know, this one has a lot more risk to it for mm-hmm. sure. But I like J.P. Sears. I think he could do something here against Cleveland. Yeah, I, Sears is interesting because really, as long as he doesn't give up a home run, he's usually pretty good, right? Four earned runs a lot against Philly, three homers. Two earns against Milwaukee, gave up a home run. I give up a home run against Atlanta, one earned run, a home run against Seattle, one earned run. So it's just keeping the ball in the ballpark is the biggest problem for me. He has 17 home runs allowed in 14 starts, but 72 strikeouts in 76 innings is really good here. And as you mentioned, like, sure, they have Jose Ramirez. He's a pretty powerful guy, but they don't really have a lot of other power in this offense. You know, Josh Naylor is a lefty. Uh, Josh Bell's better power sides from the left side, not the right side. So, um, you know, this could be a spot where Sears kind of holds them down. Uh, and Oakland getting to Gavin Williams. They're up 4 nothing right now. Noda uh, with a three-run home run uh, off of Gavin Williams there. So welcome to the show, kid. Uh, major leagues are a different animal. So uh, I'm with you there. I think that game could be pretty interesting. We like Logan Allen, uh, another guy that has generally some decent strikeout potential here. Um, it has limited a lot of the damage, but the home run ball, again, problem for him lately as well for the last five games, uh, given up a home run. But when you look at these slates, there aren't a lot of obvious value plays here. I've kind of flirted with some Tommy Henry every now and then. Uh, it worked okay against Cleveland, not so much against Philly. Did have six Ks there. Probably a no-go for me against Washington. So I'm with you. If I'm on this five-game slate, I'm looking to build some lineups around probably plugging in Blake Snell. It's probably pivoting to Joe Ryan if I want to be a little different. And then it's figuring out what side of Allen and Sears I want. I might go both um, to get him in, in my lineup. So Ty Walker against Atlanta, no. Alex Wood against San Diego, probably not going to go there either. So uh, that's that's my outlook on the starting pitching for the slate. Yep, I fully agree with you. I think I'm going to be doing the same thing. Uh, let's move on over to the hitters here. We'll take a look at some of our favorite infielders for the day. If we're breaking down some of these matchups, we talked about it. There's only a few pitchers we like. So that obviously means that there's going to be uh, probably some some hitters that we're keying in on here. Uh, if we're looking at the catcher position uh, specifically, you know, any obvious matchups for you that you're looking to take advantage of? You know, I don't think there's anything super obvious at the catcher position today. There's nothing too crazy going on. I think I'm willing to pay for the top in JT Ramuto just because he has been outrageous lately. I mean, he is hitting the crap out of the ball. So I don't like a ton of the lower options. So maybe it's a day that I pay up a catcher and go for JT Ramuto. Yeah, I, I listen, it's rare that I like to spend up at catcher, but I think obviously Real Muto had a cycle and then he followed it up with like another game where he had a double and a triple right after it. So super high ceiling. Uh, Gary Sanchez against Alex Wood could be some an interesting spot just for the power uh, potential that he brings to the table there. Uh, I also like Kybert Ruiz against Tommy Henry at 3K. I think both guys uh, could certainly find their way into some lineups. But after that, I don't really have much else interesting. Uh, uh, Carson Kelly's back in this lineup here. He's you know, two hits his last time out, didn't play today, hadn't had any hits prior. Uh, but they've been playing him over Gabriel Moreno. He's 
you know, Jake Irvin's hasn't been anything special. So uh, maybe a punt play with, with Kelly there, twenty four hundred dollars. But there's not a lot uh, when it comes to this uh, to this turn uh, this position here. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I think if I'm not paying for Rio Muto, I think Kyber Ruiz is probably my favorite if for to go to the cheaper end. But mm-hmm. other than that, yeah, there isn't a whole lot that really excites me. You know, Bo Naylor is obviously kind of exciting, but the lefty yeah. lefty matchup, he hasn't really done anything yet. I don't think I want to go there. So, right. Yeah, I think I'd agree with you. Yep. Uh, first base position here again. You're kind of looking at a smaller slate, so the player pool is weaker. But we do have Matt Olson here. The six K. So we're getting a little bit pricey. Uh, he's been over 6K now for a handful of slates. We know the power's been there. Homer's in three of the last five. Do you find yourself looking to spend up for Matt Olson against Ty Walker in this matchup? Uh, or you're looking at maybe any of the value plays we find ourselves down below? Yeah, I mean, 6K is just so much. I love Matt Olson, but when, you know, you need a homer basically for sure. Obviously, Matt Olson's a great home run bet any day, but it just seems like so much to pay up for first base there that, I, I don't know if I can do it. And I'm probably going to drop down to something lower. You know, there's some kind of rough matchups like through the middle of first base as yeah. far as guys getting the same handedness to against him a lot. Um, but if I'm, you know, really wanting to pay down for first base, maybe I drop down like Tristan Casas, who's mm-hmm. really cheap, obviously facing Joe Ryan. That's tough. But like you said, the Boston offense has been hot. Casas has kind of been picking it up lately. So as far as like a really cheap first base op- option, uh, he could be a decent one that's not going to have a lot of ownership either. Um, mm-hmm. You know, decent chance. Though. I can see myself going to Donovan Solano here. Um, again, if, if Walter's starting a lefty, Solano's been leading, has led off games against left-handed pitching uh, this year. Uh, not a sexy name by any sense of the imagination, but again, this Walter kid has a six ERA at AAA. It could be a bullpen game, could just be a you know a game that they give him out there, like all right, kid, go out there and need some innings. You know, a 26 year old making his debut, so not really considered a top prospect by any sense of the imagination here. Uh, and for better or for worse, this show at least likes the Twins. James and I find ourselves playing the Twins maybe more than we should. Uh, but if Solano finds himself in the leadoff spot here at 2,300 dollars against a lefty, uh, I think I could get there. Oh yeah, absolutely. If getting anybody in the leadoff spot at 2300 is usually a pretty good bet, but then also obviously Solano's already also with over a thousand OPS over the last 10 games, like he's hitting the ball pretty well. So yeah, yeah for 2300, definitely worth a shot there. Yeah. And his splits this year uh, going up against left-handed pitching is grabbing it quick. Uh, he is hitting 292 with a 460 slug and an 800 OPS. So again, he's not someone that's going to go hit 30 home runs for you, but uh, you know, the last couple of seasons, especially, he's been a guy that when lefties are on the mound, uh, he's found a lot of success. Last year against lefties, 301, but a 422 slug and a 770 OPS there. So uh, gets on base. Again, not going to steal, not going to hit for a lot of power, but uh, they could string some runs together potentially in this matchup uh, for him. So I like that. I like the Costas call. I would give Manisi's a look uh, as well. Again, I'm generally just a fan of the Nationals against left-handed pitching. Uh, he's hitting 300 on the year. I know he's kind of on a little bit of a slump, but a guy that last year killed left-handed pitching. Now, again, splits aren't necessarily there for him this year. He got off to a pretty slow start, um, but I do generally like Washington against Southpaws. Tommy Henry hasn't been anything to write home about this year. So uh, I, that's kind of where I'm at. If I'm not spending up for Matt Olson here, I'm probably going down to the value, like you mentioned. Casas, um, I mean, EC is probably two guys, and then Solano would be the other one for me. Yeah, I think those are some some great places to go for sure. Uh, moving on over to the second base position here, 
Uh, Thyro Estrada did not play today. Probably going to be in the lineup, but he gets uh, Snell. Uh, Cattell Marte against Irvin. Ozzy Albies against Taiwan Walker, your top three. Cattell Marte right now has been unbelievable uh, and is probably the guy I'd be looking to spend up for if I'm going that direction. Yeah, totally agreed. If I'm spending up, it's going to be Cattell Marte because obviously Irvin's not anything scary there. And yeah, he's been just red hot lately. And when he's hitting well, he's obviously can, we've seen him put on like MVP yeah. caliber stretcher at the plate. So yeah, I, if I'm paying up for second base, it's definitely. Yeah. In the, in recent yeah. numbers, again, two homers, we've got six steals on the season as well. So the speed uh, starting to come around for him. It's not to say you can't go Estrada, but we kind of like Snell. Albies isn't the right split platoon for him. He kills lefties, but again, you could go there if you want, but at 550, 100, I'd rather find the hundred dollars for Marte. Uh, if we're looking mid-tier, how are you p- figuring out this second base position? Oh, it's Andre Jimenez, and it's no question he's number one. He is so good against I lefties. Know. He's basically unusable against righties. Which is weird because he, he's a left-handed hitter, right? So, like, yeah. mm-hmm. wrong split, he, he has he's smashing. Most, yeah, some of the most extreme reverse splits of any player. But he, yeah, absolutely crushes lefties. So, anytime he's facing a lefty, he seems like he's in my lineup every single time because he's still always cheap mm-hmm. because his overall numbers aren't that great. So the price isn't low. So basically you should never, ever use him against a righty. Right. But when he's facing a lefty, I mean, he is yeah. awesome. 324 average, a 500 slugging percentage, and a 910 OPS against left-handed pitching this year. For the left-handed hitting, Andres Jimenez <clears throat> went to you. Such a weird – It's oh, you almost never see it. Sometimes you see reverse splits pitchers. You almost never see a reverse splits hitter. It's it's very especially with a lefty. Right. Like very, sometimes a righty sure crushes righties. But yeah, lefty, yeah, it's right. Hammers right-handed lefty. pitching. Like that's fine. But yeah, for a lefty Super on a lefty, weird. almost uh never see that. Uh the other one that I'm I'm looking at here is Hassan Kim, another guy that has historically hit uh since he's been in the league, left-handed pitching pretty well. Uh this year on the year, 780 OPS, 443 slugging percentage against left-handed pitching. So he's got Alex Wood here. Uh, I think he's a pretty decent pivot at $3,700. And the wedge between them, Perdomo's let off lately. Uh, two stolen bases. The, the Diamondbacks, they had seven stolen bases in that game against Milwaukee. Uh, so they're they're generally a team that's looking to run. Uh, Perdomo, two bags himself today. So if he's leading off again at 4K, could get there. The Diamondbacks are the only team in baseball this year that have not been shut out. I don't think Jake Irvin's going to be the guy to do it. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, what other value second baseman are on your radar? Uh, you know, as you keep going down, a lot of those guys that I usually like, again, have some, you know, rough splits I don't want to do. Edward Julian facing lefty, Luis Garcia facing lefty, guys I normally like, but probably don't want the lefty-lefty matchups. Christian Arroyo, again, if you want to pivot and do a Boston sack against Joe Ryan, that's that's tough, but Christian Arroyo just had a five-hit game. So, I mean – He's obviously not a big name, but if he can go up and do something like he did there again, he's real cheap. So de- kind of decent pivot option yep, there. I, I agree with you. There's really not much else uh, at the second base position after that. So uh, third, moving on over to third base, uh, some top names here, Devers, Riley, Ramirez, Machado. Uh, all of them pretty much have the splits we're looking for here. How would you rank out the top four? Ooh, that's tough. I would probably rank them – Jose Ramirez, number one, he's been pretty awesome lately. Uh, and then after that, probably Rafael Devers and then Austin Riley, number three, just because Riley's been pretty cold lately. Yeah. So I don't know if I want to 
jump on the Austin Riley train right now. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see if uh, uh, Aaron Nola can get him started uh, after the given the ridiculous splits. That game currently still in a rain delay as we record here on uh, Wednesday evening, waiting for the Atlanta Philly game to uh, maybe officially kick off uh, here tonight. But I agree, I agree with you. Uh, Manny Machado has some insane lefty splits this year as well. It's like a 370 average, uh, like a 600 slugging percentage. So uh, I I'd probably go Ramirez Machado Devers if I'm ranking the three. Um, you know, waiting for Devers to really have that big breakout game. He's up there in RBIs for the year, but you know, eight typical OPS and batting average for Devers this season. So uh, that's how I would rank out the top. If we're looking in the mid in value range, uh, what third baseman are sticking out to you? Uh, yeah, I kind of like uh, Candelario. Again, we said we like Washington against lefties, yeah. and he's kind of a piece of that. He's been hitting pretty well lately. Um, so I kind of like Candelaria there at third. Um, I also like Royce Lewis. Um, he's still pretty cheap mm-hmm. and he's kind of starting to heat up and he's, he hasn't been bad. He hasn't been obviously like setting the world on fire since he got, got right. called up. But I mean, the dude's batting 311, like not every prospect can come right. up and be incredible. Well, it's, it's, right? Sometimes <laughs> it takes a little time, right? You know, Gunnar Henderson, yeah. how many people were giving up on Gunnar Henderson and now all of a sudden it's it's the middle of June and he is looking like the number one prospect that was coming into the league, right? So sometimes it takes a little bit to heat up. And I know you're in our Discord. You see some of the questions we get. Is it time to cut this guy loose? Is it time to cut that guy loose? Hold on. He's only had three weeks in the league. Like give him a second to catch his breath, see some mid-major league pitching and get adjusted to it. And maybe that's what we're seeing now uh, with Royce Lewis up there. Homeward last night. Uh, Corey Kluber is an absolute disaster out of that Red Sox bullpen right now. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. Uh, could be a really good spot for Royce Lewis at $3,400. Uh, Justin Turner continues to hit. He has a stolen base tonight of all things as well. Like man is oh. father time, but, uh, having himself another good night here tonight as part of the Red Sox initial run. So, uh, he's $3,800. I think we can go there as well in that mid tier, uh, three guys, the same price points all sticking out to me. So I like that call. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, Justin Turner getting some home runs too, which seems like he wasn't able to hit any anymore. Right. And all of a sudden, he had a two home run game the other day. So, yeah. Yeah, move him into a better park in Fenway and, you know, watch him thrive here. So, um, yeah. not not much for value, though, down here at third base. I don't know if there's anybody in particular you're noticing that maybe I'm just not kind of paying attention to or not. No, not really. I don't think there's anyone at this like real cheap end that I would really love to go past that, you know, 3,500 tier. It kind of gets ugly fast and you're really throwing a dart to to grab something. I I used to throw a lot of darts at Michael Chavis against lefties. Like last year, that was the thing. This year, it it has not been a thing. So, yeah, I was a big Chavis believer for a while, but he just hasn't figured out. I cannot not swing and miss. So, that's that's not going to help you out in the Major League Baseball. So, um, shortstop position here. Trey Turner's your top guy at 6K. Uh, Xander, for whatever reason, is still priced at 5K. You got a lefty against Correa at $4,300. That that's like a looking like a pretty good matchup. Yeah, I think of this top here, Correa is definitely my favorite. He's been really heating up lately, been hitting a lot better after his super slow start. And yeah, I think the prices are just too high for Trey Turner and Xander Bogarts, who have been, obviously, they're still stars, but they haven't been incredible lately. And so I don't know if I want to pay those super high prices when you can get Carlos Correa for 4,300. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And Correa starting to heat up, like we mentioned there. Uh, the 256 batting average, whatever, but 538 slug, 848 OPS, two homers. 
uh, over the last 10, gets that lefty matchup, which a long time he was part of that Houston crew. Uh, could have been the trash cans. Could have just been that they were good at hitting left-handed pitching, one of the two. Uh, but Correa was a, always a southpaw masher there. So uh, you can go up there. You can spend up there. A couple guys with dual positional eligibility that we discussed already as well uh, with Hassan Kim and Perdomo. Uh, any other guys at shortstop that you have uh, some interest in? Uh, yeah, like we said, Kim is a decent option there as well. I mean, you could maybe go towards Orlando Arcia, who's hitting the ball really yeah. well lately. Um, I'm not entirely sure what Arcia's splits are, righty, righty. I might check on that uh, real quick. But uh, if he's not terrible against righty, righties, which I don't think he's he is. He's hitting uh, everybody, it seems like. So, yeah, I think so. So I, I could see going to Orlando Arcia there, especially just, I mean, the Atlanta Braves offense is incredible mm -hmm. so you're never gonna go wrong getting a piece of that even if it's at the bottom of the lineup so i could see going going to arcia today as, or tomorrow as well yeah i think my my lowest value here is gonna be uh vargas from washington now he's got to be in the lineup there are days where he is there are days where he isn't but against left-handed pitching on the season a 290 batting average of 516 slugging percentage and 800 ops so uh the right side of the platoon for him is against southpaws here uh, if he finds himself in the lineup at 2600 bucks for Washington, I'll, I'll probably have some interest there uh, just because of the, the price tag. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. Uh, moving on over here uh, to the outfield, and then we'll go ahead and get a lineup built for everybody. A couple more minutes left in the show here tonight. Uh, top guys, just rattle them off for me. A big position here, a lot of, a lot of favorites. Oof, yeah, tons of favorites. I mean, at the very top, top, Acuna and Tatis, obviously their price are ridiculous, but they're ridiculous. Right. The scores they are putting up day in, day out, like if you're paying up somewhere, I would do it here. Like they're just so outrageously mm -hmm. good that even with their stupid high price tags, they can be worth it most of the time. Yeah, the 60, I mean, listen, 66 and 65 is two of the highest tags I've seen maybe all season long for hitters. So uh, on a smaller slate, you know, they're making it difficult to double stack, <laughs> double stack those two, but a hundred percent worth it. Corbin Carroll has officially hit the six K mark. That, I mean, that's another guy that's right up there. Get Homer can seal it back and do the both in the same game. Uh, so I, I definitely like those three, but all just crazy, crazy price points on them. there. Um, going down into the mid tier. I always play Lane Thomas against the lefty and Tommy Henry will not buck that trend. Uh, $4,400 for, for me. I'll get some access to that. And then Michael Harris has been unbelievable. And he's $4,200 in this Braves lineup. Feels like a Braves stack's on its way here for us. Oh, yeah. I'm always here for a Braves stack. You can never go wrong. And, yeah, Michael Harris here, you obviously still getting him for cheap because his season has been not good. But he's hitting the ball again. And with, you know, how – hyped everyone was on him coming into the year and how amazing he was last year. I'm not going to be surprised if he's able to turn around and be a fantastic hitter again the rest right. of the way. So I'm definitely willing to quickly jump on board with Michael Harris again and yeah, use him as a part of any Atlanta. Yeah. More Braves. Eddie Rosario is $3,700. Five homers the last 10 games, 378 with a 1276 average. Uh, OPS rather can go there. Jaron Duran. Story Ruiz stole another base today, 38 on the year now for Story Ruiz. Uh, so some good value plays here. Give me a couple of value names for you. Uh, yeah, we got Jake McCarthy at 2,800. Mason Irving. I mean, McCarthy has got the power speed. He's been hitting the ball pretty well lately. Um, I like that spot. Um, beyond that, I, you know, 
there's a couple places you could go for the cheaper ends here. Yeah, I like Stone I, Garrett, twenty six hundred dollars. Um, I think that. Yeah, I like. Uh, I was gonna say Max Kepler, but just kidding. It's a lefty lefty matchup, so I'm not not sure if I want to go. Loriano against but... Logan Allen at twenty three is these. Yep, Loriano can do some damage. Paven Smith, Jason yeah. uh, Irvin at three thousand. Yeah. I think is another pretty good cheap option. Uh, Michael Tom Michael Taylor rather against Walter twenty three hundred. Um, could be good. Alec Thomas has come up and hit pretty well. He's got Irvin at $2,300 there. So uh, some value outfielders uh, that we can take ad advantage of here. Uh, before we make the lineup, give me your home run call for the night. Uh, my home run call for the night is going to be Fernando Tatis Jr. I like that. Uh, I'm going to go hmm. – I'm going to run it with – I'm going to go Machado. Machado is my home run at 52. That's where I'll go. Yeah, good, good call. I got about a minute to build a lineup. So I think we like Snell and did you rather Sears or Allen if we had to go a value pitcher? I'd prefer Allen if we have to choose okay. one. 4K for a catcher. There wasn't much down here, but Kyvert sound good to you, 3K? Absolutely. Right. Yep, Kyvert's good. First base position here. Let's see, do you think we can fit Olsen? We might be able to with all the – Maybe. Let's see. Michael yeah. Harris is there. Um, we like the Cunha. Can we, how cheap can we get? What was our Alec Thomas? I think was our cheapest down there. Yeah, I would go Alec Thomas then if we needed some cheap there. Um, let's see, uh, $3,300. Uh, Vargas, I like the 26, $3,600. Sure. Justin Turner's 38 shortstop. Um, go Arcia at 39 or Kim at 37. I think either would be yeah, no, let's go Arcia and let's get off Turner 34. Royce Lewis, bingo. Uh, that's yep. that's a lineup for everybody. Snell, Allen, Ruiz, Olsen, Vargas, Lewis, Arcia, Harris, Acuna, and Thomas. Four-man Atlanta stack for everybody. Uh, we'll be back uh, 5 o'clock Eastern. Servo and Ronis breaking down the late slate. Thank you to Henry Wilson joining us here tonight. We'll talk to you later.